Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Welcome to the show. Chris Free Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you live on Sirius XM211 and Patrick Sports. We are presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. And another day of lockdown, another day of no sports. Uh, Dr. Fauci uh, announcing unlikely to see sports here in the U.S. until 2021. I think he's probably referring to fan-filled stadiums as opposed to behind-closed-doors events and that is going to be the topic today that we're going to deal with i'll be joined on the show by one of the top soccer attorneys in the country really really good friend of mine a a, a lovely guy bob caldwell with fox rothschild will join me on the show today Uh, let's talk about what the impact of playing behind closed doors would mean to leagues such as major league soccer as well as discussing Uh, Some of the issues in Germany with the Bundesliga is getting ready to start up again. And of course, that impact, if we talk about the impact in Major League Soccer, will also carry over to the minor leagues, most specifically USL. And let's take a look at the impact it'll have on the minor leagues. So once again, uh, playing behind closed doors may sound great, but for many of these leagues, that could be a financial death blow. We're going to talk about it all on the show today. Fifth Street Soccer. We're with you each and every weekday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on these networks. And if you're listening on one of our digital channels, that's iHeart Radio, TuneIn, or the award-winning SiriusXM app. Great to have you with us. Look, if you miss any part of this show and you're kicking yourself, you're saying, "Oh, yeah, I got here late." Although, if you're listening to this, of course, the beginning of the show, uh, you can catch the replay of the show right as soon as it's over. Go to our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Or you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, it's at Fifth Street Sports. You can find me at Nick Geber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, uh, and everything is there for you and your personal edification. All right. In the meantime, I'm going to step aside, take a break. You get ready. We've got a great show today. Bob Caldwell uh, with Fox Rothschild uh, joining me. Uh, let's talk about playing behind closed doors. I'll be right back after this. Attention self-employed individuals, 1099 independent contractors, and small business owners. 
If you missed the first round of funding from the Coronavirus Relief Program, you now have a second chance. But do not delay. Funds are limited and you need to take action right now. Thanks to new federal funding, you can receive an advance of up to $10,000 deposited directly into your bank account without ever talking to a bank. We're SBAQuick.com and we're here to help. Call 888-SBA-NOW-8 to speak with a representative and learn if you or your small business qualify for funding. There's no obligation and no banks to deal with, so don't miss this opportunity. Call 888-SBA-NOW-8 and learn instantly how much money you can receive. That's 888-SBA-NOW-8 or visit sbaquick.com. Call 888-SBA-NOW-8 and learn instantly how much money you can receive. From roof to foundation, the damage to your home can be devastating from clogged gutters, leaking roofs, rotting wood and fascia, and flooded basements. Protect your entire home with Leaf Filter, the nation's number one rated gutter protection system. One of the things that I like the most is that I don't have to get back on the ladder anymore. Leaf Filter starts by cleaning, sealing, and realigning your gutters. We then install our micro mesh screen over your existing gutters, which is guaranteed to filter out everything except for water. Trying other products is what made us finally go to Leaf Filter. And Leaf Filter's lifetime transferable warranty makes it an extraordinary value. Leaf Filter is going to make my home more valuable, especially when I go to sell it. Call 833-287-3435 or go to GetLeafFilter.com for your free gutter inspection and estimate. Call 833-287-3435 or visit GetLeafFilter.com. Do you have a story to share? Your story. Lifetime Private Autobiography Services can help. We will interview you by video or phone to get your memories in your words using your pictures. Our staff of talented writers will then recreate your story into a beautifully handcrafted book. You'll receive 10 individual copies for friends and family to enjoy for generations to come. Visit privateautobiography.com to schedule a free consultation. Mention this ad for a bonus audio recording from your personal interviews. To get started, visit privateautobiography.com or call 844-921-2802. That's 844-921-2802. Remember and be remembered with this gift of a lifetime. All right, uh, welcome back to Fifth Street Soccer, presented by BetOnline.ag here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, where we're with you each and every weeknight, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Great to have you with us. Also, if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, iTunes, the award-winning SiriusXM app. And, of course, if you miss any part of this show, it's available immediately upon its conclusion 
uh, at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Podcast Network. All right, let's uh, welcome to the show my good friend, one of America's top soccer attorneys uh, with Fox Rothschild, Mr. Bob Caldwell. Bob, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, the more I think about this uh, lockdown and all the discussions in America about the sports leagues opening behind closed doors, the more I realize that for Major League Soccer, that would be an absolute worst-case scenario because not only would they have to pay players uh, and infrastructure, but they wouldn't be generating any gate. In, in Europe, Nick, I appreciate you having me back on the show to, to talk about this. In, in Europe, if we looked at England, for example, if they lost just the last quarter of the season, roughly, that remains, it's estimated that the, the, the league would lose about $1.25 billion, including $952 million in broadcast rights. MLS, it's a totally different situation. The, the Athletic recently reported that MLS's current media rights deal pays $90 million a year from U.S. networks. Um, to put that in comparison, they've reported that the NHL, their media deal brings in about $200 million per year. And the NBA, to give you an idea of what one of the bigger leagues brings in, their rights deal is about worth uh, worth about $2.4 billion annually. So MLS has a much smaller piece of their pie, their income pie that's derived from broadcast revenue. And so much more of, of their revenue is sponsorship and in uh, on, a, on a game day revenue basis, ticket sales, uh, concessions, all of those things that happen when a fan comes down to a park, pays for parking and, and spends you know, two to three hours with uh, 20,000 of their closest friends. So if uh, Major League Soccer is forced to play behind closed doors, Bob, they're going to have to have, uh, they're going to be in the unenviable, unenviable situation of obviously having to pay players, play officials, pay uh, stadium infrastructure, even though there's no one there. I mean, it still costs money to open it up, maintain the, maintain the field, the rental payments or whatever else they have. And they will literally have zero revenue coming through the door, and they are going to possibly double, triple, or quadruple their expenses based on where they are now. Could this be a serious death blow? Or not death blow is the wrong word. Could this be a serious financial blow to Major League Soccer if they're forced to resume? And what are the pressures? If there's only $90 million in, in revenue, why are they pressuring themselves to resume? Surely, in many respects, just taking the year off would be better for them. Well, it's possible um, that they may look at other creative solutions compared to the other leagues. There's still 90 million reasons to try to get the league underway and, and to be able to finish some sort of a season. Nick, it's, it's often said that it takes 30 days to form a habit. If you do something every day for 30 days, you get used to it. And uh, someone recently postulated that, could it take 30 days for us to lose a habit? Could we fall out of love with a particular league, a particular sport in favor of something else if we don't see it for a long period of time. MLS has worked really, really hard over the years to, to be relevant and, and to be uh, a world-class league. And to take a whole year off might be very, very damaging to its brand. It's, it's hard to say. But you're right. It still is going to take quite a few people to be present at a stadium in order to put on what we call ghost games, games without crowds. Uh, in the Bundesliga, for example, 
they're talking about needing between 200 and 300 people to be able to stage a game. And, and they break it down into three levels. The first level of about 100 people would be really on the field. That would be the 22 players in, in Germany. It would be another substantial number of substitutes. It would be the coaches, the referee team, maybe some ball boys, things of that nature, right on that field level. They estimate then it'll take about another 100 in the next level up. Uh, and that would include all of the people that are necessary from a broadcast uh, standpoint. It would take medical trainers, uh, doctors to be there in, in case a player gets injured, things of that nature. And then in some stadiums, they're talking about needing another 100 people on the outer ring of the stadium, not in uh, visual distance of the field, but working the gates, so to speak. There's concerns about whether people overseas will show up at the stadium despite orders to stay at home to yeah. try to support the team from outside. So in MLS, I don't know that we're going to have people, you know, knocking down the gates of the stadium to get in if it's a ghost game, but there's still going to be probably 200 people that are going to be necessary including players and all that collateral staff to be able to put on a game that's expensive that takes up testing resources that in the US we don't really have uh, an abundance of at this point and so you know look i don't know where we're going to be in july or where we're going to be in september but right now it's difficult to see mls getting back really soon because right. of all the resources it would take to be able to get back up and running. And, and, and Bob, I mean, the other issue that I see here that's a problem is, of course, if MLS isn't playing, but the European leagues restart to, to complete their eight, nine, ten games, whatever they have left, uh, they will, of course, be garnering the majority of television eyeballs uh, that are out there wanting to watch it. And then if MLS does restart in September, October time frame, uh, they're going to be running up right against American football and college football, if any, although, you know, whether or not there's a college football season, we'll have to see. But certainly there's no way in the face of this earth that uh, the NFL is not playing. So uh, they're going to be running up smack against NFL, which is something they've tried desperately to avoid over many years. Yeah, Nick, um, let me be the contrarian in the room. I've always thought that it's very uh, strange from a footballing perspective that we have a season that runs from March or April until, you know, November or so. Maybe this is the year for us to get back on the world calendar. Maybe it would be huh. a good idea for us to take this opportunity. I, there's a lot of contractual things that would have to be resolved. I'm not saying this is an easy fix. Um, people have contracts in the U.S. that run on a calendar year basis and they need to go back to a soccer basis of July 1 to June 30. But would this be a good time for us to join the rest of the world and have a league that ran from the fall through the spring and then, you know, potentially into the early summer? Um, it would be interesting to see if we could pull that off. But you're, you're right. There is going to be a lot of content that could be available. If, for example, the Bundesliga, which could start in mid-May, if that starts up again, if the Premier League starts up in, in June, there's going to be a whole lot of competition in a period where MLS has normally tried to avoid that kind of soccer competition. So it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I've often said that I thought the smartest league or the sharpest league would come back with what I would call a lockout broadcast schedule. 
there's a whole lot of people that are stuck at home and they're bored. What a great idea it would be if a league could schedule games throughout the day so that when you turned on your TV, whether it was, you know, 9 a.m. Pacific or it was in the afternoon, you'd be able to find an English Premier League or a Bundesliga game on TV, whether that was Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So there's definitely going to be some strategic problems and logistical issues. But um, I think the really interesting thing are all the opportunities that COVID-19 and and this lockdown situation may provide for leagues and and teams that can be flexible and, uh, and try something a little bit out of the box. All right, Bob Caldwell, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, We'll have to get you back on again and talk about the impact on uh, the lower divisions such as USL. That will be a conversation for another time. Uh, Bob, thank you so much. Stay safe, stay hidden. Don't let this uh, dreaded Lurgy get you, and uh, we'll chat to you soon. All right, we'll be right back after this. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. That's 800-584-2519. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. 
You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003 All right, welcome back to the show. Ooh, that was quick. <laughs> welcome back to the show. Uh, Nick Eber with you here on Fifth Street Soccer. I cut the germs off. And I thought, you know, what better band to introduce uh, at, during the show during COVID-19 than The Germs, one of the classic uh, L.A. punk bands. But never mind. Uh, good to be back with you. Uh, all right. Uh, let's uh, welcome to the show uh, my good friend, uh, one of America's top soccer attorneys from Fox Rothschild, uh, Mr. Bob Caldwell. Uh, Bob, the COVID lockdown uh, in full swing. You and I have had numerous conversations about this and about what it means to the sport that we all love. Uh, but, you know, one of the things we really haven't talked about is we, we, we've talked about the impact on the Bundesliga and the Premier League and uh, Serie A and La Liga and these sort of big, well-moneyed leagues. And, of course, we have had some discussions also about Major League Soccer and uh, some of the negative impact on Major League Soccer. But, you know, the biggest impact is going to be on lower leagues, whether it's the championship in the, in the U.K., uh, Division One, Division Two, whether it's USL here in America. Uh, I would imagine, Bob, USL is the league that really stands to be badly battered by this uh, lockdown and the potential of either no games or behind-closed-door games. Yeah, Nick, it's great to be back with you. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk about minor league soccer and, and what COVID-19 is, is potentially going to do to minor league sports in general. Um, it's, it's really a difficult thing. Uh, MLS gets about 90 million per year in broadcast revenue for the USL. It's estimated to be just over 1 million per year. And, and that's spread across the uh, USL championship and league one. That's 47 clubs in the league sharing that $1 million or so media rights deal. So uh, how much was that again, Bob? I'm sorry. I, uh, how much one is that? Mil- 1 million per year, just over 1 million per year is what ESPN is paying the USL for the rights to the 47 clubs in the championship and league one of USL. And so it's, it's a a fraction of what MLS is getting per season. And MLS is a fraction of what the European leagues are getting per season. So, so let's start with that. There's not an incentive to resume play based on broadcasting revenue at the USL level. And and to make matters worse, um, it's not like there's no cost to the USL clubs in producing a game. Let's forget for a moment the salaries of the players and the staff and the security people that you would need to open up for a behind uh, closed doors game. It's also reported that the USL teams have to pay a particular amount, pay a particular amount of money per season for getting their broadcast, uh, getting their games to be broadcast ready. So they pay, we think about 25,000 per season and about 6,000 per game 
for uh, the ability to have those games broadcast by a third-party vendor. So there really isn't a reason on broadcast revenue alone for USL teams and minor league teams to try to have ghost games. All of their revenue sources, for the most part, have something to do with playing games in front of a live crowd. That's ticket sales, group sales, that's um, somebody buying some, some beer at the concession stand. Uh, it's sponsors who have signs in the stadium that may not care about anything right. other than live interaction with, with uh, fans. And so if, uh, if we're not able to get together as large groups for a while, it's going to be very difficult to see uh, that minor league soccer, which it's a shame because minor league soccer was doing so doggone well in the last several years. But this may really take a bite out of it, at least you for know, the near future. Yeah, you bring up a good point, Bob. And, and, and in fact, uh, it's, it's interesting to look at this because you had mentioned in a previous discussion we'd had um, – Obviously, the the great motivator to um, get these games going again is the fact that there's TV rights money that would need to be repaid, uh, and sometimes these are rather enormous amounts. Uh, however, uh, you know USL doesn't have that. Certainly, the teams in USL, because of the way broad, the one million dollar in broadcast revenue comes down, is so small. Um, it's. Uh, it's almost to the point that, I mean, USL really would be better off just shuttering for a year, extending out uh, sponsorships and contracts for a year. Um, I mean, I can't imagine the operate the ongoing operating costs for a lot of these teams are, are, are that big, um, uh, maybe with some exceptions. But, you know, you bring up a fascinating point, Bob, uh, to just move aside from USL for a second. I know Major League Baseball, for example, is talking about playing again. But... You know, how can Major League Baseball look at uh, starting a season without having a minor league to pull players up from when they need them? You know, what, uh, what a lot of the leagues are, are looking at, the, the, the big four, so to speak, in the U.S., so um, soccer probably being the, the fifth league at this point, they're looking at trying to get back up and running with the players that they need uh, immediately at the Major League level and for um, a peripheral squad that could be ready in case somebody gets injured or, or look, um, there's a possibility that COVID infections continue to permeate through teams. What happens if three or four of your, your players on an NBA roster are suddenly yeah. struck with COVID? Do you, do you shut down the whole league like you did before? Or do you say, get those four out? and we're going to bring in the next four up. So as you said with baseball, there has to be an ability to have not just the major league guys ready to go, but next up. And so right. and what it's... does that mean? Well, it probably doesn't mean having them play a AAA where you'd have to spend tens of thousands of bucks just to open up the ballpark to have those games. Yeah, It's probably somebody playing on a training field and, and having – scrimmages and things of that nature that aren't ideal from a competition standpoint, but at least gets people to a point where they're able to um, have some competitive matches to get them ready in case they're needed. So, so if, we, if we revert this now back to USL and MLS, Bob, I mean, let's just say 
MLS restarts in a vacuum. It's the only league in America that restarts at some point, at some point here, and it restarts uh, behind closed doors uh, as best they can. But there's no USL, there's no youth programs going on underneath it. And, of course, we can have another discussion about the Development Academy. But, you know, most of these MLS clubs do have under-19s and under-70s. There's certainly under-19s that they can draw from or uh, U-20s that they can draw from if they need to. Um, if those aren't playing, if those aren't training, I mean, these leagues and these teams, they're, they're operating in a complete vacuum, Bob. And you're right. If one player gets COVID and decimates your squad, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, look, we've been kind of focused on on North America in this segment, but I know in Germany, if we take a club like Borussia Mönchengladbach, that uh, that's my favorite club in Germany, uh, they've got some of their elite under nineteen guys that are back to training, and they're training with one of the uh, you know one of the assistant coaches from the big boys team, and and they're off in their own group so that they're not necessarily mingling with uh with the pro squad but the club wants to make sure that if they were to lose a number of players to injury or illness that they wouldn't be the only team not able to complete the season so there's some guys that are that are there that are training now to kind of be ready and i would imagine that with mls they would kind of have to do the same thing if you were to look at uh, any of the clubs they either have their own usl team or they have an affiliation with a USL team where they may provide three to five players to that USL team. And so maybe what we'll see is that those MLS teams pull those guys back up to the MLS right. squad. So if, if we look point. at like the Houston Dynamo, they've got a, a kid named Timo Malish down with uh, RGV. Maybe instead of training at RGV, they say, hey, Timo, we want you back up here in Houston because we may need you. Oh, that's actually a really good point, Bob. So uh, again, the, the the motivators to return to play for USL are. Uh, it, it looks to me like that a return to play for USL could potentially be suicide for the league at this point. Uh, the teams would make. I mean, USL teams struggle to make money at the best of times, Bob. You 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 and I know that. Uh, the league, as a franchise operator, uh, has certain responsibilities in terms of uh, infrastructure and, and and backroom support for the teams. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm just wondering uh, what a annual shutdown, what a shutdown for the season in USL would mean for both the league's corporate office and the individual teams. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. And, and Nick, I actually made a mistake in in, in talking about Timo. I, I forgot that Timo's rights are actually with Seattle. But uh, you know, maybe they pull him back up to the, to their training squad at some point. What does it mean league wide? I mean. There's, there's so many revenue streams that are dependent on the games actually getting played. Um, if you look at sponsorships, look, look at the, the, the ball sponsor that a, that a team would have. Um, that ball sponsor isn't necessarily going to be interested in, in paying for a league that's, that's not playing. So it affects team sponsors. There's been some lower level clubs, uh, that have lost uh, Jersey sponsors because of, of this situation. Uh, there's a team, I believe in Omaha, that's decided that since they lost their Jersey sponsor, they were going to uh, give it to a charity for the year. And they've decided to put two health organizations on the front of their Jersey this year to kind of give a, a, a little bit of a shout out to the, uh, the frontline medical workers.
All right, Bob Caldwell, always a pleasure. This discussion is ongoing. We'll have you on again. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We'll have Bob's information up there. Bob, what's your Twitter handle very, very quickly? Caldwell ESQ. Caldwell ESQ. That's where you can find Bob, one of the country's top soccer lawyers. We'll have him back on again. We'll be right back after this. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. This is Joanne Jenkins, CEO of AARP. As the coronavirus continues to affect us all, especially older people and those with underlying health conditions, AARP is here, actively supporting you and your community. Every day, we're providing updated information and tips from trusted sources. We're hosting weekly teletown halls with the nation's top health experts, advocating on your behalf with national and local lawmakers to help secure sufficient resources to meet people's needs, sharing tools to protect you and your family from fraud, and creating resources for family caregivers everywhere to help keep them and their loved ones safe and healthy. For more than 60 years, we've been here to educate, serve, and fight for older Americans. Today, you can count on AARP more than ever. Join us. We may be apart, but we don't have to be alone. Stay connected at aarp.org slash coronavirus. Welcome back to the show, Fifth Street Soccer, brought to you by Bet Online. And look, while you're waiting this pandemic out at home with us, 
Uh, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. Look, I know there's no NBA, NHL, MLB. I mean, good Lord, there's no Premier League. There's no Serie A, La Liga. We may talk about the Bundesliga, but you may think there's nothing on. But BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino, which has both poker and blackjack. But it's not just that. There's eSports, American Idol. There's Big Brother, the election, Spelling Bee, and, of course, their big $75,000 poker series. There's still fun to be had. Go to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's BetOnline.ag. Use promo code mypod 100 betonline.ag your online wagering experts all right well welcome back to the show for street soccer nick Gieber with you here on the sports byline broadcast network also live on sirius xm 211 dan patrick sports uh one of our favorite and most popular guests on this show is a good friend of mine he is uh just about america's top football attorney now with fox rothschild my good friend bob caldwell uh bob Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, of course, with this uh, lockdown and everything else that's going on. Uh, why don't we start with the lockdown, Bob? W- what does this actually mean in terms of dollars, pounds, euros to the big European clubs? Well, Nick, first of all, thanks for having me back. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be with you and to talk to your guests again. Um, you know, this is to some degree, uh, a, a multifaceted if, a situation. People want to get back to sports because they want to have uh, an outlet from lockdown. They want to be able to see some some live content on television that brings some semblance of normalcy. Uh, but it's also uh, a health issue and it's a financial issue. So uh, let's start with the finances and the, and the reason why most of the leagues are trying really hard to, uh, to get back to play as soon as possible. Um, let, let, let's start on the small level. Let's, let's look at the EPL. Let's look at a club like Burnley. Burnley, uh, some of their folks came out recently and said that if the rest of the season was canceled, that would cost them about $62.5 million in, uh, in, lost, uh, in lost income. Not just lost income, but money that they might have to give back. And in Burnley's case, that would consist of about $56 million in broadcast revenue and about about six and a quarter million in live game day revenue. That's people buying tickets, that's uh, people buying concessions, all the things that are associated with game day revenue. So that's just a small club like Burnley, which, you know, has a nice stadium, but it's not huge. Uh, When you look at it for... Um, a, a, another team, let's go to Germany for a second. Red Bull Leipzig, RB Leipzig estimates that just the cost of continuing the season with ghost games would cost uh, for the rest of this season and, and the start of next season. Basically for 2020, they estimate that would cost about 55 million US. And that's not including lost uh, television revenue, that's just gate revenue. So there's huge numbers. When we look at this from a a league-wide level, England, the EPL estimates that it will lose about $1.25 billion if the season is canceled. And that would include having to repay a a little bit more than $950 million to the television broadcasters if uh, if they're not able to finish the league. 
the numbers are similar in other countries. In Spain, uh, it would be about 1.08 billion, including, uh, here's the thing, it's not just if we can find a way to do things uh, behind closed doors. It'd be 108 billion if the season was canceled. But even if in Spain, they were able to complete the season, they'd still estimate uh, about 380 million that would be lost revenue just behind closed doors. So we're, we're, we're facing an existential threat, uh, uh, a threat to the future of professional football because of this particular pandemic. And I think when we keep that in mind, we see why some of the leagues have really been trying hard to find a way to get back to playing as soon as possible. Well, certainly, Bob, it would seem that behind closed doors will mitigate certainly the broadcast portion of the potential losses because they will, of course, provide uh, live games for their broadcast partners. And I would imagine, in turn, their broadcast partners will find the uh, scarcity of the sports landscape out there that they have a virtual monopoly lock on the sports television watcher. So it could benefit both sides, which, and I agree with you, it certainly seems, particularly UEFA, pushing very, very hard to let the, all the domestic leagues complete. It seems like they're taking all of their UEFA tournaments and making them second and uh, third priority, clearly, as we saw with uh, Euro 2020 getting pushed to 2021. Uh, the statements they've made, particularly about the Europa League, that they just may not finish it, period. Some discussion about the Champions League. You know, Bob, I have to believe the Champions League will actually not get finished this year uh, because they were not at the point in the Champions League where I think you could say there was one dominant team that was likely to win it. And I think it may be the Champions League, the Europa League, maybe the two easiest tournaments to cancel. What do you think? Well, I think the Europa League and the Champions League probably need to be looked at separately. Um, for obvious reasons, the money really is at the Champions League level. There would be tremendous logistical problems with trying to get the league, uh, the Champions League back up and running. You look at uh, PSG is still in the race, right? So yep. uh, we've just had the the... One of the, the highest officials in France came out yesterday and said that whether ghost games or not, there's not going to be professional sports before September 1 in France. And so UEFA has looked at August and kind of earmarked that month as possible resumption of Champions League. But what happens if some of the teams that are still in the competition are being banned from training, banned from, um, from playing? Could they find an alternate solution? Could PSG move to uh, a different location outside of France to try to, you know, be able to, to at least get ready to play Champions League? But as many reasons as there are not to do it, there are, in UEFA's case, 1.1 billion reasons to try to finish the season in August. Yeah. And I think anytime you have that many reasons to try to do something, people will at least be creative in trying to find a solution. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. Uh, but, you know, if we look back, uh, uh, I, I know you are, Bob, uh, and by the way, uh, Nick Gieber here, Mystery uh, Soccer, talking to Bob Caldwell, uh, one of America's top soccer attorneys uh, currently with Fox Rothschild and... Uh, it's great to have Bob on. Bob, uh, I know you're very connected in Germany. Tell me, uh, how is this training situation going in Germany? Because they had originally slated May 9th as a, as a restart date. Well, in, in Germany, we've talked about, you know, some financial issues. It's particularly dire in Germany. So let me back up and do just a little bit of context. In uh, 
in England, you've got the ability for a rich person to own a club, right? You yeah. can have billionaires and, and, and oil barons and all sorts of really, really rich people that own a club. And you know what? If they lose a little bit of money, things will probably still be okay. In Germany, we've talked about this before, Nick, there's a, a rule in place called the 50 plus one rule in Germany, which means that clubs have to be owned by members, normal people, fans, if you will. 50% plus one share of the club has to be owned by normal everyday fans. And what that means is there aren't as many of these clubs that are that are funded by rich guys. And they're in very dependent on annual revenue. Um, they're, they're dependent on gate revenue. They're dependent on broadcast revenue. And there was a, a publication that came out about a week ago that said, uh, there's 18 clubs in the in the Bundesliga. There's 18 in the second Bundesliga. And of those 36 clubs, 12 of those clubs have apparently pledged the last TV rights payment that's due to their creditors. There is a threat that if the season did not continue, that maybe one third of the professional clubs at the first two levels could have uh, serious problems, could be insolvent, could go bye-bye. And so in Germany, um, not only do they have financial reasons to try to complete the season, but they do have an opportunity. Um, as far as, as different regions of the world are considered, Germany's considered to have handled coronavirus pretty well. Things aren't as bad there. There's a, an abundance of testing compared to other countries. And the outbreak has been relatively well managed. So uh, about... Uh, I think about three or four weeks ago, probably three weeks ago, Bundesliga teams got to start training again, but they could only do that if they were able to respect social distancing. So I spoke to a player that uh, is with one of the Bundesliga clubs, and he told me that his normal day is, is very different. They train in groups of no more than eight players, and they spread out. So there's one group that takes up the locker room, for example. Uh, there's one group that's changing in the away locker room. There's people that are spread out in the coaches' locker room, the referees' locker room, even in the doping control room. And so some guys decide that they want to shower at home. They change at home. They just come in, change the, into their shoes, into their boots, and get on with work and then go home. But in the last, uh, in the last couple of weeks, they've not been able to train normally. In the first two weeks, it was basically just fitness and individual technical skills. Then it moved on to passing, shooting. Uh, fitness is, is certainly back up to, to par where it should be, but they still, as of today, are not able to have any kind of one-on-one -on -one training, no tackling, certainly no scrimmages yet. And the guys say that they really think they need two full weeks of training one-on-one -on -one before they're going to be able to get back to playing games again. So, Bob, I mean, there's no way realistically that the Bundesliga is going to come back before middle of May on that basis. Um, and, and I don't know, how many games are left? Is it is it nine? Yeah, that sounds right. I don't have it in front of me, Nick, but um, it's about a quarter of the season, so that would be about right. About a quarter of the season left. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they've got nine games to play, very similar to all the other leagues in Europe at this point, really. Um, they're going to have to get the players 
in shape and then in some sort of game shape. And I know there's been discussion, and Bob, we only have about 90 seconds left. Uh, do you think this, uh, this suggestion that they allow five substitutions uh, for the remaining games will uh, alleviate some of the potential physical strain on players who are not match fit? Well, all the clubs are looking at ways to be able to, to change and, and survive the, uh, the possibility of playing the rest of a season. So uh, having additional substitutions, as long as they don't horribly affect game flow, might be a good thing. I can tell you that with uh, one club that I represent, they've got a lot of their top prospects at U19 and U23 that have uh, also resumed training because there's a threat that what happens, even if you're segregating into say three or four groups, what happens if one of those groups comes down with coronavirus and has to get segregated? Right. You may suddenly need some of those U19 and U23 guys to come in, at least to sit on the bench, just to be able to finish your season. Uh, absolutely true. All right, I'm talking with Bob Caldwell, one of America's top soccer attorneys with Fox Rothschild. I'm gonna step aside, take a break, and I'll be right back with more here on Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. Don't go anywhere. first started to build a life for you and your family. You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. 
dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Welcome back, Mr. Soccer. Nick Eber with you. We are presented by betonline.ag. It's great to be with you. We're with you every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. And look, if you missed any part of the show, never fear, my friends. You can find it. Our podcast is made available immediately upon the conclusion of the show, and you can find us at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, the Believe Podcast Network. A funny song, that, Sham 69. Of course, hurry up, Harry. Uh, only funny because, well, <laughs> no one's going to be going down the pub till at least 2021, according to the uh, UK government. That is the latest that I have heard. The pubs are slated to remain closed for that long. Look, I hope you enjoyed the discussion. And uh, that's what this show is about. It's about opinions and discussions. And uh, look, everybody has a passion and an opinion that they believe about, something that they believe in passionately. And this is the show for that, because football and, well, quite frankly, any sport, they're all about emotion and passion. Love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. That's at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Uh, very important that you uh, communicate with me so that you give me lots of topics to talk about because, of course, while we are uh, slightly slower in terms of the live sports these days, and that's an understatement, uh, it's the stories around the sport, the continuing drama, the soap opera that make it oh so fun to talk about. All right, uh, Believe Podcast Network, that's where you will find me, uh, B-L-E-A-V. Right after the show, you can download this show, you can download all our past shows, and you can sign up so you'll be notified every time we post a new show but we do hope you'll join us live on the sports byline broadcast network and sirius xm211 dan patrick sports i want to thank everyone involved with this show for putting it out there look we all have to show up and work under trying circumstances or stay at home and work under trying circumstances but i want you to stay safe at home don't be stupid stay away from this boogeyman all right and we'll all get through this together till tomorrow cheers Hi, this is Ron Barr. If you like insightful, interesting sports talk and interviews with the biggest names in sports, then join us for Sports Byline USA, coming up next on the Worldwide Sports Byline USA Network.